Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. It is your favourite fact podcast back once again. Bite-sized chunks, little nuggets of knowledge that you need to decide whether they are incredible or whether they should be chucked in the bin. My name is Dan. Thank you for being there. I got stuff about moon dust, about green day and about sign language. Mark is also here. What do you got? Have I got to do the weird thing with two words too? No, I just ran with it. Good. Uh, I've got a fact for me. I've got a fact for those who hate the cold. And no, yes, no, yes, I do have a fact about no and yeses. Connor's also here. How are we? Yeah, very good, mate. What are your facts? We're going to talk about where we're living right now. Smoking and a toy. There you go. Covering everything you need to know for a brand new week. It's Baffled. See you in a sec. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So some big news to start off baffled this week. You might have noticed this is our 200th episode. For over two years, we have brought you countless facts we have brought you a lot of facts a lot of knowledge scoured from the depths of the internet sure maybe something's done more than once sure maybe 200 episodes nine facts it's gonna happen people sometimes sometimes we repeat ourselves anyway uh, everything's changing just a little bit but much 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 for the better i promise you if you enjoy the facts you're gonna get loads more every week i was gonna say first off dan we're on a monday uh, yeah, so as you will have noticed, this God, is this has been a- rehearsed, isn't it? This has been rehearsed, this one. Well done, lads. <laughs> what an entrance. This is to the 200th episode. Well done, lads. Look, Doing all right, a I had a job lunch here. that overran. We'd, we had to cut straight in. We didn't have time <sighs> to practice. reminding me. I'm getting into it. This is a Monday. You'll have noticed, normally for the past two years, we've done it a bit later. Bam. Every week from now on, you are getting your Monday episode. The big chunk of nine facts. Then... You're getting a baffled every single day. From Tuesday through Friday, you're getting bite-sized baffled, short chunks of facts, nice and easy, good for the commute. If you just want one fact to impress people at work, if you do water cooler chat, I don't know if that even exists. If you're on the tube, you just want to tap someone on the shoulder and you said, hey, a nerdle is the thing on your toothpaste. You're getting one fact every single day. So what's happening? Big baffled on Monday, bite-sized baffled Tuesday through Friday. It's our 200th episode. Thank you very much. Mark, kick us off with your first fact of 200. So this one's very prevalent for me, and I just never quite thought of this. Maybe you guys will say, well, yeah, obviously. But the reason that when you get sunburned... In fact, let me ask you the question. I'm going to ask Connor this. Connor, mm. yeah. when you get sunburned, why does your skin go red? Because it's burnt. 
Isn't it blood rushing? Red, red blood cells rushing to the surface? That is exactly it. So the reason that sunburn is red is because the cells are damaged, therefore more blood flows to that region to get rid of those waste cells. That is also why it feels hot. has nothing hey. to do with the sun actually cooking your skin. It is purely because more blood flows to that area. Check me out. It's taken 200 episodes and I've finally been asked a question got, about something and I've got it right. Hey, ka-ching! I, I vaguely had heard the thing about the blood, but I don't know if I buy that's the only reason it's hot. Yeah, it's because blood, more blood goes there, therefore you're getting uh, the heat come to the surface of your skin. So if I'm it's bloody outside, horrible, isn't it? If I'm sat outside in the heat, even if I'm not sunburned, my skin's hot. Okay, well, that, that's slightly different. That's because you are just hot. But as in, like, you know how sunburn can feel warm still a day later? Oh, yeah. I that's do. why. Oh, okay. Yeah, not necessarily in that instance. You could just have hot skin because you've been in the well, sun. Well, I didn't ever think that my skin was, like, burning. Well, see, I don't think I ever did either, but I wasn't entirely sure. And then I read this and I went, that makes so much sense. Well, you can't really get sunburned. What about? I get sunburned all the time. Yeah, but you can't do it. You have to. You have to get like factor eight hundred. You have to lacquer it on every five minutes. It's a rotation. You don't get to enjoy the sun because every time you finish, put it on your feet. You've got to go back to your head. Yeah, it's true. I basically just bathe in it every morning that the sun is vaguely shining. Do you know the mentality that I've never really understood? When you go away with yeah. somebody or you see somebody on holiday and they're like, yeah, you know, if we are calling it sunburn, yeah, sunburns yeah. all right. Cause it turns brown in the end. It's like that's not come a guarantee, on, man. That's also no, not exactly. a guarantee. A, it's also, very dangerous because that's how you end up with skin cancer. So when you get sunburn, you're damaging your, your cells inside. That's why the blood flows there to get rid of the waste cells. Therefore, very damaging. That's how you can get cancerous cells in your skin. So please don't do that for one. Uh, but secondly, not necessarily a guarantee because tan happens, obviously, when your skin interacts with the UV. But you've already taken that UV in. Being burnt doesn't mean the UV is still there giving you a tan. It doesn't mean like you're taking a little bit of sun with you, so you're going to get tanned. It just means you've damaged yourselves. Yeah, but we know mm. those people, don't we? we? We've all got that friend. I've got one. And when we first went away, when we were 18 on like the lad, lad, lad's holiday, yeah. he, he just lies there, doesn't bring sun cream, just wax on oil. Yeah. Oil! You're in Turkey. You're in Bodrum, bud. You're and, literally cooking yourself. And, and he doesn't... He doesn't burn. He just tans. The guys, yeah, it's, some, it's mind-blowing. You will know someone like that. It's still super dangerous, though, surely. Like, even if you aren't burning and you're just tanning, you're still damaging, though, aren't you, Mark? Surely, there's still damage happening. If you don't burn, if you're not seeing red on the skin, you're just seeing yourself go brown. Surely the same concept is still applying, though, as to your skin is being damaged by the heat. Yeah, exactly. So the reason that like a pale person will burn more easily is because uh, we have less melanin in our skin, which absorbs UV. Therefore, it will get through the skin and will damage our cells quicker. So that's why a pale person like me or like Dan will burn more easily. Well, you said Connor's pale. Mm. Yeah, but he's, he's, compared to us two, he's basically tanned, right? So uh. that is why... <laughs> We will burn more easily, whereas someone who has a naturally darker skin is less likely to get sunburned. <laughs> you know, Dan's sitting there, Dan, melanin in their skin. You know when you Dan's get bit, sitting there like, hey, 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 Connor's Connor's is slightly better than me in that you, department. You know, no you know, way. Yeah, you know when you get a bit like competitive with someone about things. Yeah, and then you can't. You literally can't. You can't take them being better than you at anything. Like, that, that's what I'm this get, is. I'm You're get, like, I'm what get, are you on about? I'm getting annoyed with Connor that he's. Like slightly less white than I am. So I, 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 I can. I, I no, please. I can tell more than him. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's way more burnt than me. He's whiter than me. I do. Yeah, I get it. The other day, I was in the curry house, and I got into a very, 
I don't know if I've said this. I got into a very like caveman argument where someone said I couldn't eat a hot chili. So I was like, I can bloody eat that. Oh, I've, yeah, I've heard this. Didn't eat end it. well for you, did it? No. Didn't end well. <laughs> and, for like a week. And just to round all of this off, uh, the reason why when you're sunburned, if you press your skin, it goes white is because you are blocking that blood from the flow going to that bit of your skin for that moment. That's why it goes white, because blood doesn't flow there. It's very useful. It's actually kind of... It's very useful, isn't it? What, what do we do? What, what do I need to do more of to stop this happening? Just put more suntan cream on. How does suntan cream work? It, it does exactly what melanin does in your skin naturally. It adds another layer of blockage for the UV. Scientific term. Is there a Blocks your f- pores. White yeah. central, mate. Sun cream. Block pores central. I always get them on my forehead after wearing sun cream, actually. Just about there. Just between the eye line. Now, the Americans call it sunblock. Yes. We call it sun cream. I was led to believe there was a difference between the two. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll bring you that as my fact next week. Who knows? Well, there you go. I found that interesting. You, are, you aren't literally cooking. It's just your blood is doing their job. Connor, what's your first fact of the show? So every person on Earth is living in the past. Did you know that? What do you mean we're all living in the past? We're living in the present, Connor. You've got to embrace the present. If you live in the past too much, you're going to let your past mistakes just define who you are as a person. And you're better than that, Connor. Exactly. I feel like all of this living in the now that I'm trying to do right now is shattered due to the fact of human biology. So apparently our brains don't actually perceive events until about 80 milliseconds after they've happened. This fine line between the present and the past is part of the reason why many physicists argue that there's no such thing as now. That the present moment is more an illusion of what was 80 milliseconds earlier. No, because if everyone is living on an 80 second millisecond delay then that's everyone's now it's not like some people yeah. have taken the limitless drug and are doing it at, you know 20 milliseconds behind so they're living a bit no no no, no. If, if this is the present for everyone and it's over no and I, it's annoying me and i agree and i absolutely agree with you i think you're bang on it's the same thought that i had everybody is still living within that moment of what we're you know getting at because of human biology uh, human biology i completely understand that but there's still that bit isn't there where it's like we are living in what is our now yes but that's due to the human body that's creating that version of now when actually the this real now is a little bit behind this sounds like the kind of that someone made up when they went you need to stop living in the past mate you need to stop letting what's happened before define who you are now and they went well actually i think you find we all live in the past because actually and that's basically where i feel like this came from and also from who's, a slightly yeah. emo scientist also who's defining <laughs> the present emo like who's defining the present so they're saying we're living 80 milliseconds in the past but the past of what if everyone's doing that then no one can see what surely that, that is the present is. maybe the present isn't yeah. actually the now maybe the present is slightly 80 milliseconds in the past it's horse crap mate I don't like it well they're saying they're just basically saying that there is actually as well no such thing as the now because you're constantly living in what was once the now but this, so the that, idea that, that's the point surely then that does become the now yeah you would have become yeah, which is actually not now because now identifies present and it's not present yeah, maybe because now's it's actually actual identity postponed. is present minus eighty milliseconds. Yeah, that, that's maybe maybe we need to dive into the English dictionary 
and we need I feel to like change what now means. Statistically, is such a small amount that we can still say we live in the present. Yeah. Also, also, also kind of cool. There are linguists everywhere getting very annoyed at the fact now. If we all live in the past, then all the tenses we use. It's also kind of cool, though, isn't it? And think that the body. I, mean, I know we've done stuff like this before with your eyes, where it like you know it completely ignores your nose and the way that the body adapts to these things. But the fact that it does actually take that time to sort of process, which I guess is normal. I guess that's understandable that your body has to process things. But yeah, it's kind. It's kind of funny that it takes eighty milliseconds for it to do so. So kind of cool fact. I agree with what you're both saying, though. I think I think you know it's got to go in the bin of nonsense if we're going down that line. Um, but it is true. It, it is true. true. So it's it is true. Scientifically it is, proven. It is true. I would say it's amazing, but it is also complete nonsense. Don't yeah. like it. First fact of the show for me: Harrison Schmidt was the last man to walk on the moon. When he landed on the moon after flying all the way there, he realised he was allergic to the moon. Oh, that's that's unlucky, isn't it? There's no real way. Right. Like you can't go into your doctors, get a skin test for allergies to the moon. Well, they've started to try and do that. So Harrison Schmidt was a geologist on board Apollo 17. It landed in 1972. Uh, he went outside in his spacesuit. You, ba- you ba- said that in a way as if like I should be really impressed that he had a spacesuit uh, s- space uh, on. What, what, do you have one? Well, no, I don't. But I mean, he's gone to the moon. I'd expect him to. Yeah, he's in the moon. What do you expect him to wear? Well, well, PJs. Space suit? Do you, do you, no way! Do you have any space suits between you? No. Uh, no. I think I've got a Buzz Lightyear space suit from the Disney store from like 08, but I think it's made from cotton. <laughs> Harrison Schmidt, he, was, he, uh, he trained as a geologist, went on board. You know, 1972, he was there. Uh, he spent hours collecting and studying the fine particles of the surface. Only when he got back into the module and took off his suit... He started to get rashes, he started to get itchy throats, he started to get all the allergies you would think because he was allergic to Hold moon on. dust. Right. Is he allergic to moon dust? Again, I might be wrong, because it's a great fact this, but is he allergic to moon dust or is he allergic to the change in atmosphere? Because, I mean, it's pretty different up there, right? Like lack of oxygen and, and things like that. Is that causing the body to react? Or is it actual well, no, because proven? Body, no, because the body's not... Yeah, it has to be, because... His body is not interacting with the moon or the atmosphere at all. The only thing that is is his spacesuit. He's not got any gaps in it because if he did, he would die. So the only thing he possibly can be allergic to is when he got back into his module and took off the spacesuit, then touched the exterior of the suit. Ah. Oh. And, and anyway, he's a little bit unlucky. I mean, you probably don't take Puritan up with you to uh, to the moon, do yeah, you? So it, it's, it's a long way back for a pharmacy. His eyes. Well, if you've just. Ju- his eyes reddened. He had a sneezing fit. His sinuses clogged. He effectively had lunar dust hay fever. And at the moment, I can't quite figure out if they're doing many checks for it now. I would imagine, you know, since this has happened and we're putting people back on the moon, NASA will have to check. Yeah, it's not It's not kind of one of those things where you have a reaction and you go to the doctors and they go, right, we're going to test you against cat hair, dog hair, this and that. Oh, and by the way, also some lunar dust. Uh, yeah, but you'd think if you're going to the moon, you if you get to the moon, yeah, but I don't think it's a regular every day. I don't think when Connor turns up to the doctors and says, hey, I've got a reaction to something, they go, let's just check it's not lunar dust. Yeah, but if you're an astronaut, so, you, that would be for question one. But moon, moon dust then, so it's, is there any difference in moon dust to dust in the UK that they're aware of? Like, I have you know, what's literally in it? no idea. I would imagine there would have to be because this guy was allergic to it. Otherwise, he would have a really hard life. Yeah. I bet I bet he's the sort of guy, though, that he's allergic to 
and everything. You know, he's one of those, he was always that kid at school in there that is allergic to everything. Like, he's got no nuts, don't eat fish, can't do this, can't do that. And you're like, mate, he never comes over your house because he's a bloody nightmare. He was that kid. If he does come over your house, you've got an emergency margarita pizza in the freezer just ready for him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's got that kit and he next to him for in case he has the allergic reaction. There's always that kid. He was that kid. Well, there you go. Harrison Jack Schmidt, who'd done amazing things. He was a geologist, discovered so much, was the last man on the moon. We are remembering him as just that bloody kid who was allergic to everything when he was at school. You never wanted him to come around your house. There you go. How Harrison long ago, Dan? Jack Schmidt. Uh, 1972, so what's that, 50 years ago? Well, do you reckon people are scared of that old lunar dust that they're like, I'm not going back? It's been a while, but... Well, well they're, going, they're going back, they're, uh, they're meant to be going back, I think this year or next year. Mm, nice. Finally! Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Vermont in Quebec is so cold in the winter that it's built so the residents never have to go outside. Vermont? Vermont. In Quebec. Vermont. Yeah, it's basically Vermont, but with an F rather than a V. Oh, yeah, thank you for that. Firm, like I, fur, like cat Vermont. Yes. Essentially, right. yes. F-E-R, but yes. Right, I'm struggling to figure how this has been the toughest part of this fact. It's pronouncing the word Vermont correctly. Vermont <laughs> in Quebec is so cold in the winter that it's built so residents never have to go outside. Uh, well, tell nice. me, how is it built? So basically, the seven months that winter lasts, seven months, it is so cold, uh, temperatures dip way below freezing, that they've created a structure called the wall. So the wall has two bases to it. One is to shelter the town, if you are outside, that you don't get the coldest winds and therefore it's a teeny bit warmer. But also inside the wall, there are apartments, restaurants, supermarkets, stores, schools, a health center, bars, and even a hotel, all built within this one super long building that means that for those seven months where it's too cold, you don't have to go outside. Don't like that. I guess they, I guess they like have that. to really work on... I actually really like it. I think it's really cool. I think they have to super maintain the level of temperature as well within the building because naturally, obviously, things get cold due to the outside world. So there must be really... <laughs> like, you like, step like in one big, room, you're like... Oh, it's big heating units, like... Big, big heating units. Yeah, I can imagine so. so Do we like, know the so, value? Uh, no, I don't know the value. Um, but so this is a so it's a mining town. So there are people who still have to go outside during this thing. So it's not a case of you oh, have so that's to. The point of it. So it's not you don't have to stay inside for seven months, but it's so cold that you have the option to stay inside. Wow, so it's not like a that is so. Isn't it so insane? The fact it blows it blows my mind when you hear about things like this in different parts of the world, and that's how people have to live. Like that's so insane. It's it's like lockdown. You're you're stuck inside. It's incredible. But they have no choice. I would definitely be departing from that place if I lived there. I, well, it'd so be bye bye for me. This is what I was wondering. So, uh, you know, I Google mapped it, and it, there's nothing for miles around. Like it's so high up, so cold. You're thinking, why are people there? Why make yeah. a town there? It was built because it was a mining town, so it's a commercial town essentially. Very rich in iron ore, apparently. It, yeah. It's too Game or, of iron Thronesy. Or iron ore, thank you. It's too Game of Thronesy. It, it's also quite, you know, you know when you see those like weird places that have a massive dictator. And, you know, they can't yeah. live like a normal life. It looks a bit like that. Yeah, I kind of know what you mean. So it's built all along one side of the town. So you've got the town and the outside bit. And, and, and you know, that still exists. And five months a year, perfect. It's lovely. It's fine. I say, I say it's lovely. It's fine. Um, 
and there are people that still live there during those seven months, but there's also the apartments inside this wall. But it does, it has these two things. A, you basically to create a slightly different ecosystem than if it was just wide open and this prevailing wind would come across and just make everything even colder. So it's A, a bit of a barrier, and B, yeah, a chance that people can just well, go, well, I'm going to stay in my nice toasty 18 degrees I, for a few months. I, I asked you earlier as to how much this may have cost. Now, Big Ben in the UK got a little bit of a spiv up, a little bit of a... It'll be ever smart enough, and that was eighty million. He's getting so based on based <laughs> on, on that, again. <laughs> eighty million. So based on that, right? And this co- probably cost a couple of bill taxpayers' money over there in Vancouver, right? Oh, well, I don't know. I don't think it would have been taxpayer funded because it's a mining town. So the only reason that they're there, so I would imagine the company probably had to pay for most of it ticket because you know it's nothing legal. It's just. The mine, the mining company need the people to work for them, so need them to be healthy. So think, right, Christ, how can we do this? Better build them a massive wall. Hmm. Nice. Interesting. I like that. Definitely wouldn't visit there. Thank you, Mark. It's too Game of Thronesy. Too Game of Thronesy for me. You want to get outside? Yeah, I'm with you. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Uh, quite a simple to the point fact, but utterly blew my mind. China has over 350 million smokers, meaning the Chinese smoking population is actually higher than the entire population of the US. I mean, that is a bit mad when you think of it like that. It is absolutely insane. I've, I was trying to work out as to why as well, and there is a reason for this. China is one of the lead countries for actually producing tobacco, and also smoking is a social custom in the PRC out there. So giving cigarettes to any social interaction is a sign of respect and friendliness. Um, <laughs> probably should think about that because it does also kill you, but anyway, that's what they do, and that's why I'm 350 so million... Have this thing. Yeah. By the way, it will eventually yeah. kill you. It will eventually kill you, and if you're asthmatic like myself and Dan, it will cause you all sorts of problems. But yeah, so China's got 350 million yeah, well, around get about that. that. I'm not asthmatic in a minute. He's going to get annoyed that I can breathe better than him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so 350 apparently recorded. Uh, apparently recorded. Yeah, that's obviously bigger than the US population. 49.7% of tobacco and cigarette purchases is made up from China alone worldwide. Um, like, fine. I think, you know, it, it was interesting the way we got into that fact. You know, like the the comparison with America is a bit bizarre. I quite like that as a comparison, though. Yeah, I think that really puts it into perspective. But, the, but yeah, then, that was the idea. Yeah, I think it's perspective. That, yeah, but you know that there are loads of people that live in China. Yes, that is true. Yeah, so but I, like, if 300... you say that, oh, loads of people live in China smoke, I'd probably think, you know, that's probably more than many countries in the world. Yes, but if you said to me every single person in America smokes, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of people. Yeah, it's more mind blowing. Yeah. I think 350 million, though, is not a bloody lot of people, isn't it? That's a hell of a lot of people. I mean, you that can is also what they officially that. define 350 million as. Oh, that's a lot. That's a heck of a half a lot of people. How many people are there in the UK? About, is it 70 million, I think? Right, yeah. Right, so, so, seven, six, uh, what's that like? Nine times? Is that nine times? Yeah, something like that. I'd imagine. So if everyone five. in the UK smoked nine cigarettes at one time, it would be like the amount of Chinese people do once a day. There we go. Also, as well, a little fun bonus fact there was also telling you that it's a sign of friendliness and respect, but you didn't know that. You're right, I didn't. No, but, you know... Does that mean it's rude if you're like, oh, I don't want to smoke? Is it rude for you to go, no, I'm all right? Yeah, peer pressure. It's, it's do you remember the little, peer like... Um, the peer pressure Republic of China. Yeah, do you remember the little white candy sticks you used to get? 
yeah. came in cigarette yeah. style packaging and everyone used to pretend, mm, yeah, they're smokers. You might have been pretending. I used to put cigarettes inside those. Yeah, so of course you did, like, yeah. Yeah, I remember I went through a little bit of a stage of socially smoking, just, you know, young and thought it was a fun thing to do and I'd socialise and, yeah, went to the doctors because my asthma got bad and they were like, well, have you yeah, been doing right. anything different? We'll stop yeah, smoking. actually. Uh, yeah, I've had, had a couple. I, I'm always annoyed. Like, when I hear about these, these, you know, traditions that they have in China, and there are quite a few, you know, like in, yeah. in, in China and in Japan, they've got these, like, cool cultural traditions where it's, you know, you, you can be rude to someone just by putting one foot in front of the other in the wrong yeah. way. I'm always annoyed that we don't have any of that. You would be absolutely the person that would love those. Yeah, I'd love, <laughs> I'd love a little bit. Like, I have to come in, I have to bow four times and do a starfish. I'd yeah. love a bit of that. And if they don't do it to you, <laughs> you can officially hate them. Yeah. Because you're God. already in your head, you meet someone new and you're like, I want a reason to hate you. No, that's not true at all. Oh, I would say it's that's just, pretty it's, true. It's just you make it very easy for me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You, that, think how much no. I must hate you. Because I, I go into it wanting to learn so much about a person. Yeah, of course you do. No, course you, you, do, you're ju- you judge people, man. I judge you two. No, I'm you not, judge people. Not, yeah, Judge us because we set such a high standard for ourselves, an, Connor, no, that's to be why. fair, if I'm telling you the truth, it's an interesting line on this because I do genuinely love humanity and I'm really interested in people, but I also hate them. Like, it's like, it is, it is a weird, well, fine line. I think based on what we can add up from you on the podcast, Dan, because that's all that people are getting, okay? The fact that you are, judge, I think, judgmental of people and also you put yourself above me and Mark in any thing that you can possibly do within the podcast. I'm only judgmental of people that right. are idiots. Oh, right, because people can't, people can't be idiots, no? Well, they can, but I'm going to judge them for it. And Dan can't. And I'm allowed to, be, I'm allowed to judge them. Look, you're annoyed that you're whiter than me. Mark's annoyed that I'm a better breather than him. You can't, I can't help but put myself on a pedestal when I've got such white, rubbish breathers around me. Well, well I'm just going to put it out of there. I'm a little bit of an idiot. I can hold my hand up to that, and I judge you. Get a life. Well, that's, that's why I judge you. Right, second fact of the show for me is uh, like an incredible rock star incident that you might not have heard of. That word was incident. Billy Joe Armstrong, who was in Connor? Da-la-la-la. Shrek. <laughs> he might have been in Shrek. I don't think he was in Shrek. Green Day. He once was watching a gig, he was playing a gig when he saw a guy <laughs> with a mohawk roughing up a girl, right? And he said, hey! Mohawk trash bag, something like that. Yeah. Hey, Mohawk trash bag, why don't you come and pick on someone your own size? And then what he did, Billy Armstrong stage dove into the crowd and two footed him. You can see the footage was, online. Um, it's incredible. He like leaps up like this and just drop kicks the bloke. And for those listening on the audio version, whee! Smash. Thank you. It's, so it's, just, it's just, like, like a Mario special move, I would say. Yeah. Just checking in here because obviously, you know, Danny's the king of kind of picking apart the fact that you present. So your fact is famous guy kicks somebody for abusing a woman. In in a gig. You wouldn't really see that. And Well, you might see that now. I went to see Sam Fender the other day and he stopped the gig for about 10 minutes because everyone decided they needed a break. That annoyed me. Anyway, <laughs> this was like about 20 years God. ago. Billy J. Armstrong in the middle of a gig, like this, and it's a punk gig, right? So there's a lot of crap happening mm. back in the nineties, and he saw it and he leapt up, bam, two footed him. I mean, fair play to him for standing up for the woman. What? Who do you think's the hardest musician? The hardest? Yeah, big time. Ooh, Jack White. Probably 
anyone from the Rolling Stones. Stones are pretty hard. Jack, Jack bloody white. Yeah, you, but Jack he, he's freaks yeah. me out. He, he looks, he, is, he looks a man a bit, of steel. I, I, I feel like my stone joke went unheralded there. Yeah, he's a bit too. Yeah. You know, Jack God. White's a bit too out there, isn't he? He's a bit too like kind of comes and goes, and he's a real artiste. And I don't think, I, I don't think he'd want to beat you up. And also, I think it'd be hard to pin him down for a fight. If you said, right, let's go, 12 o'clock next Thursday, I don't think he'd turn up. Well, if you want to say that he's a musician, The Rock done a song in Moana, so I wouldn't want to mess with him. No, and his name is The Rock, which is a little bit like my Rolling Stones joke. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know who'd be the hardest. I quite like these. You see, a stone is quite a hard thing in life. Fred that's Durst. The, that's the maybe, joke. Maybe Fred Durst, remember from the, the Limp Biscuit. I have no I idea think, what you're talking about. I think if Fred, I, um, Fred Durst could take you out. I like these on-stage situations. I remember one with Liam Gallagher, actually, in Oasis. He was on stage once uh, in, in, in America or the UK, and he went, uh, hey, anyone here doing any Class A drugs? And everyone went, woo! And he went, well, you know where the fucking door is then? Brilliant. All right? So good. Yeah, he, he is good for a quick line. I reckon Liam Gallagher has a solid punch. No, he's very much not good for a quick line because if you do Class A drugs, he does want you out. Yeah, I reckon he's good I for actually, a quick punch. That's a joke about I cocaine actually, for those who aren't keeping up. I disagree. I was thinking Liam Gallagher, but here's for why. Because Liam Gallagher is that kid at school, and I love Liam Gallagher saying this, but he's all his mouth. He's always in trouble. He was always here. But I feel like if it comes to it, not much had happened. He was always no. that one that's at the front of the group and he's always getting lippy, but he's the one who one punch. He's I clean. I it's the opposite. I think... Noel is that kid. I think Noel's always piping yeah. up, always giving the crap, but really can't, doesn't want to follow through. Yapping on, Ga- yapping Li- on. Liam gives it all, probably isn't keen to follow through, but if you really got in his face, the lamp, lamp sparked out, you're done. Mm, mm, you, you got mm. any nice. More, you got any more needless puns? So you see, stones work, the stone themselves are quite hard. I think it was your delivery. I think, I think no one knew it was going to be a joke. It's something coming out I mean, of also as well, it's, it's like you you said the Rolling Stones, so I didn't really put two and two together because I actually agreed with you. Because I'm like, the Rolling Stones are pretty rock and roll. I probably wouldn't want to like mess around with the young Mick Jagger. Uh, if, he if could you probably flick have it. Mick Jagger, he breaks in half. Have you seen him? Especially now, he's like 85. Uh, well, I, I, was, I, tried, you see, I live in a world now where I'm trying to find the pun on everything Mark says. Just check in. There was no pun there, right? No. Right, cool. No. So but maybe flick, it's yeah. Billy okay. Joe Armstrong who wants drop kicked a dude for roughing up a girl. It's kind of surprising he kicked him because I hear that his arm's strong. <laughs> Just checking. He's not in Shrek, is he? No. Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. He did the, uh... Why would he be in Shrek? I don't know. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah. They did the theme tune for... Like, the, the closest they got, they did the theme tune for the Simpsons movie. Hello, sorry to interrupt your podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet letter by letter. I submit a word, Chris submits a word, and we battle it out to see what word goes into the A to Z of Men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from just search for the A to Z of men. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you want to get in touch with the show, as we go five days a week, your brand new episode is out every Monday... Then you've got Little Bite Size Facts, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You can find out all the details and hit us up, baffledpod.com. Get our merch as well. Has, has, uh, have you got anything? Uh, yeah, uh, Robert sent us a message on Instagram this week. Or you could uh, do on Instagram, which just deflates everything I've said. Yes. Who has? Robert on Instagram. Big Bob. Yeah, he got in touch with us. I thought I'd pick his one out uh, because he says, Hey, only just discovered your podcast and I'm hooked been flying through the episodes i love your dynamic i've got a fa- i've got a fact about pirates for you if you want to share it do you want to hear a fact about pirates it's not why are pirates i'll tell you pirates, what because they are as i'll tell you what no it's not before, it's not a joke before we get into it and it always great when people compliment us because we forget that i love your dynamic i'm like we got dynamic have we apparently so and people love right. it great Pirates wear an eye patch so that their eye is acclimatised to see in the dark when going to the lower decks of the boat. Not because they've lost an eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, found that interesting. Don't know if you've used this before. I'm not all caught up and I don't have the Google Doc to check. Wouldn't help you, Robert. Wouldn't help you. <laughs> yeah, I, I we ain't even got the Google Doc, Doc either. Don't I worry about it, mate. We ain't got the Google Doc. I gave up on it a while back. You I did. thought, what's the point? It's just me. What's the point? <laughs> what's the point in going on? Yeah, it's a really good fact because everyone thinks it's because they've had a, a sword through their eye, but yeah. it's actually because they go up and below deck so often that they always need one eye ready and acclimatised to the dark. Yeah, exactly. Did you know that, See, Connor? here's my question. When they go down, do they switch the eye back over? Yeah. Did you know that, Con? Uh, no, I actually didn't even really ever think about it. I just thought it was a pirate thing. I never thought about why. But yeah, good fact. Enjoyed that. Cheers, Bobby. I love your brain there. Why are they doing this? I don't know. It's just a pirate thing. I don't know, it's a pirate thing. Because they are. So I actually think that sometimes accepting the Connor way of life is good for you because you just kind of get on with it a little bit, you know. "Ah." Cheers, Big Bad Bob. It's baffledpod.com if you want to get in touch. You can get our merch while you're there. Selling like hotcakes as we get into a nice... We're not selling hotcakes. Scorching summer season. Mark, Mark. give us your last fact of the show. Yes, Mark, just let you know, we're on 200. It's got to stop soon. Just... Just so that you're I'm aware. I'm bringing them all, all out right? for episode 200. It's a special. 
Babies Christ. are the reason that we shake our heads for no and nod for yes. Mm, I don't know if I believe this. Do you know why <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. You're so negative. You haven't even heard anything. He said one sentence <laughs> and he's straight away, well, I don't believe I mean, it. You just think about it. Like, Where do you think it came from? Well, our babies, our babies learning it from, well, I, I would say probably in ancient time when we couldn't talk. But I don't know. Maybe babies are learning it from us. Maybe we're learning it from them. Please continue, Padawan. So the reason that we not that we uh, shake our heads for no is because when offered food, babies who can't talk will turn their heads away, which is a shake. And when they want food, they will nod their head forward and nod for yes. Why do they nod their head right. forward? Because they're like, yes, right. give me food. Nod yeah. their head forward. <sighs> when they don't want food, they See shake I mean, their heads Connor. away. That is See. where nodding and shaking See has come I mean, from. See what I mean, Connor? I've got a difficulty here. I've got a difficulty. I opened, up calling Dan, I opened up calling Dan negative. Now he's tag-teaming me in in the wrestling ring. I'm on his side here. <laughs> Look, whether you like he's it or not, I just don't know if I believe it. They're it's nodding true. their head forward. What? When has a well, baby maybe, ever gone? Well, maybe because of maybe because of how they get food. Yeah. Uh, maybe because they need to prop their head up. I think, I don't know. I think it's probably more th- that we both do these two things. That babies do that and we do that for some reason and people have tried to make a link when there is one. Isn't one. Mark, Mark, Mark. Yes, Connor. See, the thing is, obviously, it's the fact that you found. doesn't mean you necessarily have to believe it or not believe it. It's just the fact that... You, what do you think? Do you think that sounds true? I think it makes sense. Like, if you offer a kid who can't speak food, he's going to shake his head away as if, like, no, move your yeah. head away side to side. You're not going to go up and down. You're going to go left and right as if you're shaking your head, which is no. I don't yeah, know. I just I, feel I, I, there must be a different explanation that is, is better for me. Go on, give me one. Give me one. People and I'll that are deaf straight away. People that are deaf. What do you mean, people that are deaf? Well, sign language. Well, yeah, but it's got to have come from somewhere originally. What? I just, I don't know. You can't throw this on me and just say, "Give me another reason." I need, I need a moment to think about it. But there must be something better than because a baby moves its head away when it doesn't want food. That's what I, I guess it kind is. of, in a weird way, makes sense. Uh, Look, just because it's boring doesn't mean it's not true. No, absolutely. It could well be true. I don't think you can ever prove it. Dan just doesn't like it. Let me quickly read something from the University of Stuttgart. Go for it. Please. Desperate to hear. Darwin came up with the hypothesis. He never proved it. He, he came up with it. And if Darwin said it, it's probably true. Okay. Connor, give us your last fact of the show. The yo-yo was a weapon. Right, tell me more. Okay, so in the Philippines... Yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah, they they threw it in tantrum. So in the Philippines, we're going back to the 16th century, before being distributed in the United States as a toy in 1929. The yo-yo was four pounds. It came with a 20-foot-long cord at the time. There was a version used where it had large, sharp edges and studs and attached to thick 20-foot ropes for flinging at enemies or prey. It was known as the yo-yo and therefore was once made into, well, this could be a toy. The yo-yo was created. Probably not doing the uh, baby in the cradle with one of those. Nah, ones, they're not walking you? the dog with that. No, nah, absolutely not. So obviously, the biggest thing to take here is obvious, but the concept of what they used as the weapon become the yo-yo. They thought this could be a toy attached to the finger, blah blah blah. But the actual way of which a yo-yo is made as a toy was made as a uh, as a weapon, so it was able to go away and you know retract back like a yo-yo does. I mean, it's not Although- a great weapon when it can be destroyed by a pair of scissors. 
Well, the thing that also got me as well is the fact that it says it had large, sharp edges and studs with a large rope. I don't want that coming back towards me at any speed. Keep that away from me. When I attack with that, I don't want it coming back. I want it gone. I've never been that good at the yo-yo. I remember the great yo-yo craze of kind of the late 90s when everyone was getting those ones that had a clutch gear in it, which would make it go whoosh. Yeah. It's the exact sound it made. That was weirdly accurate. I could I could never really get it to flick back up. I could do it when you lobbed it outwards, but I couldn't do any tricks. Hit little Timmy, be like, it used to be a weapon. You right. I was never really much of a toy kid. You know, like people always had the craze that they were into, whether it be like Tamagotchis, yo-yos, things like that. I, I never really got into any of it. I, what did you do More as like a kid? football. Just football. Just always played football. I never really like had... The Tamagotchi phase or, you know, the yo-yo phase. Or what was the other one where you, like, hold the two sticks and you have that thing on the rope, on, like, the string? Oh, I bet Dan did that. You did that, didn't what, you? What, Diablo? See, Diablo, knows, yeah. Exactly I didn't it do it then, but I can do it now. Oh, so, here we so, go, so yeah. When, but when, when it was acceptable as a kid, you went, no. But now you're older and you went, that's a bit sad and geeky. You went, I'll take that up. I was at a music festival the other day and I saw one and I did it and, like, people were quite amazed. What, amazed wow. at how sad you were that in the middle of a music festival you went, I'll do Diablo. Do you remember... Chuck it up in the air, just went, ooh, and capture it again. It's actually really hard to do. Do you remember the, um, <laughs> there was a thing where it was, like, it was like a ball of slime with spiked edges, and it was on, it was like, it was kind of looked like a yo-yo, and it, and it went around your finger and you just kind of lobbed it out there. It was very, no. it, it was yeah. very, it was very strange. Oh, no idea. I hated shit like that as well. It was similar to those aliens that stuck to the roof. They'd always be covered in hair and dust yeah. and pieces of stuff from the floor always. But it's kind of cool to think that the concept of the yo-yo itself and what we all loved as a child across the whole world was actually once a pretty violent thing for the Philippines. I mean, it makes sense as a weapon. It does. Chuck yeah, it out, it does. bring it back. Yeah. Scare them by walking the dog, you know, all those Yeah, I mean, that would be terrifying if there was a bloke that was walking what looked like a spiky dog. That would be terrifying. I'd back off. But I want to know about the first person that thought, you know what, make a good toy. Accidentally gave it to their kid. Kid was like, look what I can do. Yeah. And he went, "Mm, take the spikes off that. Lopped his head off, but thought, you know what, I'll market this and make loads of money. Yeah, take the spikes off that, make it child proof. We'll lose no more kids. You've been feeling because you're trying to find a pun. A little bit. Yeah. Last fact of the show goes to me. Uh, In sign language, there is an equivalent of a tongue twister. So a tongue twister, which is a phrase that's hard to get your mouth around, like red lorry, yellow, red lolly, yellow, red lorry, yellow lorry. There you go. I mean, you really struggled with that. I I know. Peter Piper Piper picked a pepper. Pepper. I can't remember how it goes. She sells seashells on the seashore. Anyway, there is a sign language version of a tongue twister. It's called a finger fumbler. Oh, that doesn't sound like it should do. Yeah, it's mainly American (laughs) sign language because they kind of use more of their fingers rather than what's going on. But a common phrase, a a a good example rather of a finger fumbler is good blood, bad blood, which requires quite rapid articulation of your fingers to make it work and it confuses people. So good blood, bad Yellow blood. lorry. Yellow lorry, red lorry. No, yellow red lorry, lorry, red lorry. Yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry. And because, you know, you get confused and you end up saying like yellow lolly. Oh, yeah. There you go. Good blood, bad blood is an example of a finger fumbler, Connor's can, nickname in high school, uh, in sign language. Can you do it? Can, yeah, can you do it? You I, did, could, I could do in, the English alphabet. 
Well, that's not useful for this, is it? No, I know. Think about the TikTok viewers. Hey, TikTok viewers, you'll love this. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No, we're not doing this. H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. This looks like enough of a finger fumbler for you. R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Can you show me Q? Boo, Q. Basically, <sighs> so you your fingers. Dangerous, that one, though, isn't it? You tilt that finger a little bit the wrong way and you could be not letting somebody know something. Actually, eh? making a circle with your fingers and, uh, and then a line. I look, if that's made the podcast, then you know it's been a slow week. Right. Thank you very much for listening to this brand new episode of Baffled. I've really enjoyed being there with you on a Monday. Who'd have thought? What a way to start your week. What a way to add a little pep to your step. We are back tomorrow with a bite-sized baffled make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast platform and you'll get it automatically what have we learned this week well you're sunburned because you've just got loads of blood also the last man on the moon was allergic to the moon and remember you're never living in the present so don't try regret everything you're always living in the past you're never going to move forward with your life thank you very much we will see you tomorrow with a brand new bite-sized baffled 200 episodes thank you for being there say goodbye Mark goodbye say goodbye Connor hey see you later I'll see you tomorrow I'm going to fumble some fingers imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.